0: Uh, hi and welcome to Why Is Short Selling So Hard podcast companion. Um, in this in this uh, com- podcast companion piece, uh, I'm going to just talk a little bit about um, some more you know uh, details, particularly with the way I approach short selling, um, and and to talk about what has changed and and, and try and guess at why, and, and and then guess at when or if they'll ever come back again. Um, so to make a, you know, for people who uh, have followed short selling and understand it, the first two points I make about, first of all, you need bankruptcy, and second, to, to generate money from short selling is pretty obvious. And so with central banks underlying equity markets, it's become a very difficult market to make money in uh, from that from that sort of angle of shorting a company is going to fall in value. Uh, the second observation I think is is very underestimated, particularly when you look at historic returns from short selling. So the idea of you could find a company that was going nowhere to down over time, if you could short it at a reasonable price and then take the proceeds and put it into a money market, I mean five or 6%, for example, uh, you know, that would be generating very good returns and, and could offer a, a substantial leg, um, or profit to short selling. So of course, in the post GFC period where interest rates have been so low globally, uh, that particular leg to short selling has, has largely disappeared. And so for most professional short sellers, you know, the post-GFC period has been very slim pickings. Um, Now, what I would say is that, uh, and where I probably differentiated myself, was I looked at the experience with Japan, where they had low interest rates for a longer time and actually had very muscular support uh, of equities. They used to, the the central bank or or government used to organize, you know, buying operations of, of equities, even back in the 90s to try and keep their, their values high and all of those failed and the observation I made from that was that you could use currency volatility uh, to generate uh, returns from short selling uh, and you know I built very sophisticated models and uh, very fairly sophisticated uh, investment uh, models to to monetize that view. Now the problem has been, uh, is since 2016-17 sort of onwards we just don't get the same currency volatility that we used to and that has been a big surprise to me because essentially since the 70s uh, currency volatility has been uh, a, a strong feature of markets um, and I was under the view that this was something that central banks or governments couldn't control and certainly I was sort of Led to believe that by the many instances of uh, uh, currency pegs breaking, be it sterling dropping out of the RM or Asian financial crisis, or even you know more recently when the Swiss had a peg to the euro that they couldn't hold. And so, I generally was of the view that currency volatility was forever, uh, even if you know uh, QE was also forever. And I think you know I've had to start questioning whether that view is correct uh, and trying to wonder why and and how that has changed. And I think if 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 I had to you know make uh, an argument for what's changed, I would say that I'd say that over the last few years, um, it has become acceptable in governments to use their their powers to basically take over capital markets. And so, currency markets were an exp- you know an expression of free markets. So where exchange rates would be were largely left up to. To, to market forces. And so you could look at things that like current account surpluses, investment surpluses, these sort of things and get a general idea of where currencies could go. And I would say over the last few years, it's become government policy to use whatever means necessary to keep exchange rates at levels that fit in with government policy. Um, and certainly that seems to be what has happened. And in line with that and sort of defeating the first issue of, you know, where should, markets, price, equity assets. It seems to me that, rather than capital being determined in the free markets, so i.e., a fund manager like myself, would go, oh, this company deserves capital and then give it to them. Governments now provide capital to anyone and everyone at prices that they also set. So we really have moved away from sort of a free market mindset. Um, And what really has brought that home to me and what is, I think, where the markets are most interesting now is that that used to be the Chinese model? So the Chinese model used to provide capital to uh, at, to, to meet public policy ends in China, and it was a largely successful policy. Uh, regardless of what you think of China, they they have definitely become a you know a much richer nation, much much richer nation over the last twenty years. Um, China is actually moving away from that policy. They're moving back to more free market policies. Uh, they're certainly withdrawing a lot of government guarantees. Uh, we've seen that last year with what's happened with property developers and what's happened with big tech uh, and with a number of other stocks. And certainly Chinese stocks look much, much cheaper than uh, stocks in the West. Um, this has led many market commentators to call China, China uninvestable, which I find a little bit strange. If if a country is adopting free market principles, surely that makes it more, uh, a fairer market to invest in. I think what they're saying, and certainly this has been very true in the macro hedge fund community, is that... Uh, the government is not helping asset prices rise, uh, unlike what we're seeing in the US, Europe and Japan. And hence, they're not making our jobs very, very easy. And so that's why they're uninvestable. Um, That would be the way I would interpret it. Uh, And so it's creating this huge dichotomy of, do we buy Chinese assets with a view that the Chinese government relents and then forces asset prices higher? I think that seems very unlikely, given you know the problems with high property prices, uh, and you know, I think the reality is it's much easier to stop cartels from forming rather than breaking up cartels after they have formed. And where the West is now is, you know, I certainly personally feel that there's a political change underneath, uh, blowing through the West, where people are recognizing that. Too much, corporates have too much power, property prices too expensive, and there's a certain level of corruption that has seeped into uh, various levels of, of government that is not good. Uh, and so it does feel to me that the risk now is that we see substantial policy changes in the West that match up more with China. Um, and, and certainly if if food inflation continues to move in the way it has, I think those power that pressure is going to to, to come on even more. Um, so we are very interesting times. The only issue is that it's political. But, you know, the counterpoint to that, I think, is that we've always been living in political times. It's just that the policies or the politics was very much pro-free market and pro-market pricing of all assets, bonds, equities, and currencies. And over the last five to six years, we have dramatically moved to government policy being no we set, capital prices we set exchange rates and we decide who wins or who loses rather than free markets and as a, a good friend of mine said to me you know socialism is is a policy that works well in in uh, when you have uh, surplus assets or excess capacity but free markets is a policy that is required in an area when, in an era when you need efficiency and when there is supply constraints, and certainly I think when we look at when I look at a number of different areas, it looks like we are in an era of supply, con- supply constraints, and hence there should be a move back to some more free market efficiency, probably sooner rather than later. And so you know, perhaps to finish on a more upbeat level, not for long only guys, but for, for, for people who like short selling, I think we are getting close to a period where the politics will move back to much more free market pricing, and hence the 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 outlook for selling sure is probably not as negative as it could be. But the issue there is politics. And politics can take a very long time to change and then change very quickly, as we saw with China last year. Um, so on that interesting note, uh, I'm going to leave it. I apologize for the amount of material I've been published re- recently, but uh, I tend to prefer to uh, get that stuff out in front of people when it's interesting and in my mind, because I think that's when people want to hear it rather than, you know, stick to some sort of schedule of, you know, once a week or something like that. I may take a break. So this might be the last time you hear from me for a few days or a week or two, but thank you. Uh, And this is a slightly more difficult topic than usual. So if you have any questions or comments, please write them. Uh, If you can write them in the public forum rather than send them to me directly, that'd be great because I only have to answer them once. Um, And thank you for your time. Take care.